Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married for 21 years and have seen the fruit from raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from their faith by age 18. And it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in the following world. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Hey, guys. We got Angie here. Oh, it's so fun to do this with you. It's a lot easier to edit, too, isn't it? It's great. <laughs> so we're talking about reinvigorating your parenting mm -hmm. endurance. That's right. This is an important topic because, you guys, I'll just be real honest. We are currently in a stage, or at least I am, I can speak for myself, you mm -hmm. can speak for yourself, in a stage of needing to be rejuvenated or reinvigorated in this endurance thing yeah. because we just had another baby as you know so we have another 18 to 20 years of of raising another child in our home yeah we're gonna be in our 60s babe yeah we'll have to take our own parenting mentor program <laughs> no the, the point is though guys parenthood is definitely uh, a long game that's something that we've been sharing for a long time um you gotta think long-term understanding that you need to pace yourself well for this race as the bible calls it yeah um and to run the race with endurance so we're gonna talk about that in regards to parenting hopefully it's an encouragement to you and i joke about us taking our own program because it's one thing to know something and it's another thing to do it we can know all kinds of things but the question is do we actually do it and sometimes we mm -hmm. need to be reminded of the things we already know too Right, I know especially when me. we're starting. I feel like we kind of have we have our first group of kids, and then we have our second group, the three stragglers at the end. I would say, and we've heard so, from a lot of uh, people that have big you know, families, big families, yeah. and things that, or you can see it where the younger kids aren't parented in the same way as the older kids, the same intentionality. Yeah. And so we don't want to be that way, and so we're yeah. constantly as trying to remember, remind ourselves, yes. yeah. And we have to hold each other accountable and help each other out, right? Because there totally. are times when he gets tired and I have to like, okay, time for me to step up and times when I'm tired and he steps in and you have to work together as a team. So, so if you're lacking endurance, if you're feeling discouraged, you're feeling frustrated, you're feeling overwhelmed, you're wondering mm -hmm. the answer to something and you just feel like mm -hmm. you have no ability to influence certain things in your parenting and in your family and so if those things are happening this is for you and if they're not happening right now mm -hmm. praise god but this is a mechanism these are tips that will help you win and if that happens mm -hmm. because we all go through cycles right mm -hmm. and so i think probably everybody needs more endurance mm -hmm. uh and to be invigorated and it's so important to do that so mm -hmm. anyways we'll dive into i think we have five points for you but yeah but first of all we just uh we're so thankful that we get to do this ministry. We get to do it with you. Uh, it's energizing for us. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when we put podcast episodes together or Facebook Lives for our Parenting Mentor Program yeah. or posts, it's encouraging us also. Yeah. Like, for example, you just mentioned that this episode... Is something we need. <laughs> is something we need. Yeah. It's something we're wrestling through. It's something we're talking about. And we've been, obviously, as we prepare even for the podcast, it is it is an encouragement to us as we're looking up the scriptures and we're 
encouraging one another. This is what we should be doing. This is what people need to hear. It encourages us. And so, um, you guys, there is some really key points in this podcast that I think are going to really be encouraging. But before we jump into those, we want to say thank you. Thank you so much. And as a reminder, CourageousParenting.com, all the show notes, Mm -hmm. resources, video of this episode. We're on Rumble now, not YouTube. Uh, We're boycotting YouTube. Mm -hmm. But for censorship reasons of conservative voices. But hey, uh, get on our email list. That was my one thought for you at the beginning of this podcast is we don't know how much longer we'll be able to be on social media as Christians, any Christians. Mm -hmm. Um, So Especially when you're being bold. How can you make sure we're always in connection is that we have each other's email addresses. Yeah. So that's super important. Let's yeah. make sure you can do that at the, in each episode has a blog post and there's a form in every blog post to sign up for our email list. On our main website, courageousparenting.com. Yeah. Yep. Super, super important. Um, but before we dive into the points, I wanted to, because this is an intense topic, Yeah. right? We're, we're, we're basically speaking to parents who are potentially either burnt out on parenting or tired, exhausted, exasperated, or they are on the road to become those things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because maybe they're spinning their wheels. Maybe they feel like they're parenting alone. They're the only one that in the marriage that's being intentional, oh, or maybe yeah. they as a couple are the only ones in their community that's being intentional. And mm-hmm. they feel like they're salmon swimming upstream. That's hard. Like there's just so many things that could potentially be the reasons why you feel tired. Like maybe you don't have it in you to keep running the race at the same level of intentionality that you wanted to when you first became a parent. But can I just say something to all of the women who have young children who are pregnant, who are postpartum, or any of the above, okay? You don't have to have all three of those things, just one of those things. God's word has an encouragement for you in Isaiah 40, verse 11. This is one of my favorite verses. This is one Mm. that I always cling to when I'm pregnant and in postpartum especially, or when I have littles. He, meaning God, will tend his flock like a shepherd. He will gather the lambs in his arms and he will carry them in his bosom and gently lead those that are with young. And I think that this is a good reminder, not just for how God is gentle with us who have young children, okay? But if he is able to be that way with us, shouldn't we be that way with ourselves regarding our expectations and not putting too much on ourselves now that's not to say that we shouldn't expect ourselves to be intentional that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is don't overdo it when you have the youngs don't stress yourself out don't put yourself in situations where your expectations can't be met where you exasperate yourself actually you might think oh my children have exasperated me Hmm. but in reality maybe you've put too many things in your day that has pushed them to a level that they can't handle it and then that pushes you you're still responsible. You're the parent. Parents are always responsible because they're the leaders. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to remind you, like, reevaluate. Sometimes slowing down is not equal to running the race slower. Okay. Mm-hmm. And and guess what? You it's not um it's not a sprint. Parenting is not a sprint. 
it is something where there are seasons where we have to go slower and pace ourselves slower with our teammates. It's like yeah. when you're passing a baton, right? And we're going to be passing a baton of faith to our kids and work ethic to our kids and character qualities to our kids. And we have to be able to pass the baton if our hands to meet. And when your kids are younger, that means you have to go slower in order for them to catch that baton. So have gentleness with yourself, have grace with yourself as far as your expectations. But also don't lose that invigorating um, desire to be doing it long term. And to do it well. We should yeah. have grace for ourselves, but grace isn't an excuse also to make bad decisions or Amen. do things poorly. Yes. So uh, let's start. The first tip we have for you in this process is to really evaluate, mm -hmm. as Angie just said, mm -hmm. the challenges you're experiencing. Because when we're losing energy towards something, when we're losing endurance, mm -hmm. it's that we have things that are tugging away from our energy towards something. Maybe we're feeling like we don't have as much control or influence with a, something with our kids or there's a challenge that's really holding us back. And so mm -hmm. I think that's so important. And if you're married, which most of you are, I would assume, is talk to your spouse about it. Mm -hmm. And what are yeah. these challenges? So I, I just want you guys, if you are taking notes, this is the first point is to review. Review. That means you're going to think and be transparent, be introspective and review what are my challenges? You have to think about that for a while. Um, we thought it would be helpful maybe if we brainstorm a few so that you could see what what we're talking about here. One of the things that I think about is distractions, right? And so if you are struggling to really be um, consistent in your parenting and say you're, you have a young child that is struggling with... Um, I don't know, it doesn't even matter what it is. They're just struggling with some kind of sin issue. And you're struggling with being consistent because you're too distracted. You're not even there to deal with it per se. So one of the things that um, I, a trap that I kind of fell into, and I'm just being transparent here, when my older kids were younger, um, there, Isaac was working pretty hard and we had hired a mother's helper, which is a great thing to do. I'm not against having a mother's helper. We have episodes on that. It can be very helpful in seasons. But there's a point where a mom can almost overuse and over-delegate to mother's helpers or babysitters or nannies things that only a mom should really be doing because a child knows how much a mom loves them, okay? And consistency in parenting, discipleship, and training, and discipline can only happen when you're there with your kids. So if you're over-delegating and over-using mother's helpers, nannies, and babysitters, here's an example. It can even be a good distraction. So there was a season for eight years where I was pretty good about working out. I usually would try to do it before Isaac went to work or late at night when he got home. But there was a, a few, there were a few years there where I, it was just better for me because of lack of sleep and nursing kids where I would try to go during the day. So I would hire a mother's helper to come over. And at first I was like, okay, I'm going to do this during the kids' nap time so that I'm not gone when they're awake so that we can do the things that we need to do. I can be focused with them and then they're not missing me because they're napping. Well, I got kind of tempted with this thought of, well, if I just have them stay a little bit longer, 
or I have them come earlier, then I can work out and then I can get some other errands done faster, right? And that makes sense because mm -hmm. you think about it. But the reality is if you do that too much, that time can become a distraction where your heart is like yearning to be away. And then you can slowly be like, oh, well, if I just add an hour, it's only an hour. It's only an hour here, it's only an hour there. Then pretty soon you're not home enough to be consistent in your parenting. And so you need to review that. Like, are you with your kids enough to be able to be consistent? And if you're not, what are the things that are distracting you? And sometimes it's good things. Like working out is a good thing to take care of yourself. It could be too, your seasons. You might be desiring to be in a different season than you're actually in. Yeah. With more freedom, more ability to do things that you want to do. And it could be distracting. It also could be things like my kids are really disobedient in public and it's embarrassing. Right, uh, which it's hard to go grocery yeah. shopping. It's hard to do this or that. It mm -hmm. could be lots of. What are the challenges? So, do you not do those things? Do you not take your kids with you to the grocery store because you don't want to have a battle, or you don't want to deal with them nagging you for things because you haven't taken the time to teach them not to nag, and why not to nag, right? Um, and so, maybe you are not parenting or taking opportunities to train your kids because you're just too tired of dealing with the issue. and Yeah, you don't ask them to help you, so you're doing too much around the house because you don't want their bad attitudes. You right, know, and you, you don't have to, you don't want to correct the bad attitude or you don't want to redo what they did because they do it wrong or they don't do it the way you want it done, so you're just doing it too much. There's so many things that we need to evaluate in ourselves as parents first on this issue of endurance because I think a lot of times people go, I'm exhausted from parenting and they don't realize that it's actually a them problem. Yeah. They think it's a, a kids are a burden problem. Yeah. That's what society portrays. There is there really is no burnout for people when they understand why they're doing things and they understand the purpose behind it and they recalibrate and they mm -hmm. find enough reasons to do the mundane. It What's really hard for human beings is to consistently do mundane things day after day over and over and over again if they don't understand how all of those mundane things mean a significant outcome sometime in the future. Mm -hmm. And so that's really important. And so you gotta review all of your challenges so you can communicate as a married couple and distill it down. And hey husbands, if you're listening, your wife might have a huge list and it might be discouraging for you. Cause you're like, is our house like burning down right now? Is every single thing bad? Is that real? And sometimes it just feels that way when somebody is venting, but it's not necessarily the case, but sometimes you have to listen. I would even take notes, take notes on the things because you're not going to try and change everything. And you know what's, it, sometimes it seems like there's a, so many things wrong, but really there's two things if we worked on that would fix almost all of them. Mm -hmm. Because see, everything's, a lot of things are connected to each other. Mm -hmm. And so if you work on one thing, like maybe it's dad doing Bible time in the morning. Changes and, the attitudes and changes of everybody. The attitudes <laughs> and it changes like a dozen of the things yeah. that the wife is having a hard time with. Then people are more into helping. They don't have the bad attitudes. They're getting corrected less, having less lectures. There's a lectures. ripple effect. So you're looking yep. for the levers. What's a lever? You pull it and it influences many things. But to begin with, before we try and figure that out, you have to review the challenges. Just review what the challenges yeah. are yeah. And, and the focus. And, and then the, the next point after that is you look at it and you go, what can I influence here? 
because there are some things that are just hard, mm-hmm. right? So we have to look at and go, what are the things we can make a difference with right now? And you'll notice your personal energy growing once you've identified the things you're going to influence, especially if you're doing it and discussing it as a married couple. So the interesting thing about this concept of at the next question. Steve and I realized that we were getting too comfortable with the world's vision of how to raise our children. What Angie and Isaac have done in creating this is literally phenomenal. This program provided awesome scripture-based teachings and just some really great practical applications. This class has just really rocked my world. It has given me a vision for not just the different things that we might focus on as parents who are trying to raise our kids biblically, like how our kids are behaving or what we're doing with discipline, but also the things of the heart. We now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind. It's not just these hypothetical situations or it's not just this, here's what I think you should do. It's let me show you where in scripture this is. Do your legacy a favor and yourself a favor and just do it. One of the best things that we've done this year, one of the best investments we've made this year, and I could not recommend it more. We're no longer fearing dark days ahead, but we're so excited to raise lights to be leaders for the next generation. Which is the point you said, what can you influence? So after you review the challenges and you go, okay, what can I influence? You identify your levers, which is what Isaac's talking about. And this is why it's so important to communicate, right? Because sometimes it's hard for you to see the lever. You're just, like, if you're like me, I just see all the things separately, whereas he's really good about compartmentalizing them into groups. And so that's why it's important to talk things out and to communicate. Um, And which, you guys, that would be the next point, which is marriage alignment, right? And so you can't have marriage alignment in your parenting if you're not discussing these things. And I can't tell you how many times, like, even just being... spectator of other marriages and hearing stories from you guys sharing to us a lot of times the marriage conflict happens because there's a lack of actual communication like you have to be pervasive it is i just want to echo this this is a massive massive marriage problem yeah is oh i don't want to burden him with too much information oh i'm self-absorbed because of my challenges at work so I don't want to hear too much. It's the, whatever has been said in the past has created a condition of what we're allowed to talk to each other about, mm-hmm. which there should be no conditions because two become one. Right. And if you're one, you know everything about the other. And this is even... And what's going on. This is even regarding relationships outside of things. Like burdens can be a challenge, right? Like if you're... The Bible says to carry one another's burdens. And sometimes when you're in biblical relationships with other people, friendships with other people, and they share things with you or they're walking through something hard. Like I even think about when we had a miscarriage and I opened up my life to the women that were in my life and they helped carry that burden with me as best as they could, right? Well, I'm sure that some of them were just so sad and struggling with knowing how to actually minister to me that I'm sure they were talking to their husbands about it or at least saying I just am so sad I don't know what to say or you know what I mean but how many people don't communicate with their spouse about any of those things and then they carry those things and that exhausts them and they're not able to give their best in their parenting yeah right like there's external things that go on in life because life is not always perfect and we have to be aware of like, okay, when we're reviewing the challenges, sometimes it's external things that are happening, life circumstances, 
stuff that other people are dealing with that we just feel so bad for them. It can become this heavy thing that we carry and we pray for. But does that exhaust us so that we don't have any time left for him? Or are we not allowing our spouse to carry that with us so that it's not so heavy? Do you know what I'm saying? And so this discussion is really, really important, especially as your kids, well, when your kids are young Mm -hmm. and you have play dates with other families and you see that maybe one kid's really struggling with something in another family and it's bothering one of your kids, right? So then there's this like thing. You need to communicate about the challenge so that you can parent your child well and prepare them so they're not socially awkward, so they're no, they're equipped in how to handle the situation. Um, but then there's also this element of as your kids get older, when they're in their teen years and they come home and they share things that, that their friends have shared with them, again, you need to know how to be able to teach your kids and equip your kids. And, and um, part of that is having marriage alignment. It's so important, even so. You will find this, I'm sure, as you discuss things with your spouse, you'll notice your energy starting to increase. There's something powerful mm-hmm. about voicing things, and some husbands are like, "Well, I don't voice very much. I hold my problems close, and I don't share them with anybody." And I would say you're easy for the enemy to pick off and destroy. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really important a discussion that mm-hmm. we that we share one another's burdens. We discuss things together, and you'll notice that your shoulders get lighter mm-hmm. when you do that. You'll have a renewed energy. Even I, even if I don't have something super wise to say, which a lot of times she just wants me to listen anyways, um, it still feels better. Same for me. If I share things I'm dealing with with Angie, even if she has no ideas or solutions for me, it just feels better that my other half knows. Nope. And mm-hmm. I think that's really important. So you might be losing endurance because you don't communicate well. We have found from our experience with other married couples is too many don't communicate enough about things regarding the family especially, regarding the yeah. kids, regarding their marriage, regarding challenges. And too many husbands, I would say women are way better at this, but too many husbands look at it and go, well, that's a really small problem. Because you're comparing it to some big problem at work or something you're dealing with, and you're like, oh, that's a small problem. That'll just work itself out, and we'll just keep going. But But all of those small problems over time equals accumulated Mm -hmm. disaster with your kids. That's true. Your legacy will forever be harmed. They will, your kids may not launch glorifying God with their lives Mm -hmm. because you thought they were just, it was just a small problem, but a small problem repeated over time, a candy bar eaten every single day is accumulated disaster. It's called gluttony. Right? (laughs) Yeah. And now, oh, he ate a candy bar. Well, today, well, no big deal. Okay. What if he snuck a candy bar from the pantry today? Big deal. Big deal. Because it's, it's like a lie. A lie and accumulation of lies equals all kinds of problems. Or, you know, they create habits that then create a lack of healthy immune system that then prevents them from being able to serve in the way that they should be serving. There's so many aspects you could think of it just using that one analogy. And I even think about the importance of communication in marriage when it comes to just knowing that the other person knows. So how many of you wives have been like, Okay, so you're parenting, 
and there's this one issue between these two kids in your family. Okay, so this one kid is picking on this kid. Let's just say that one kid is picking on the other kid. And you don't ever communicate that to your husband, ever. And you're, you're dealing with it on a regular basis. And then all of a sudden you start hearing it in the back of the car on the way to church or something. And your husband does nothing. And you're literally thinking to yourself, why isn't he doing anything? Doesn't he hear what's going on? Well, he may not know that this has become a chronic problem that happens 10 to 20 times in a day where a kid is getting picked on by another kid in the family because you haven't communicated it, right? And so sometimes there's a need for communication. They don't just always see what we see. Mm-hmm. He, I don't always see what Isaac sees. That's why you need to communicate. You can't just assume that the other person sees these things. And another example of this that's really important is sometimes if you don't share that thing with your spouse you can assume that they do know when they actually don't Mm -hmm. or you can assume that they don't know when they actually do and there can be this silent tension right because they do know and they've been working on it behind the scenes and you don't know and then you come to them and you go why aren't you doing this and they have been Mm -hmm. look at the Literally, lack of communication either way just causes turmoil, creates division in the marriage, and it it actually takes away from a good, powerful energy that you need to be able to have endurance in the parenting game together. The other thing in under marriage that gives you energy is when you know you're supported. Yeah. Well, how do you expect to be supported if there's not communication? Well, it's really important. Maybe you've mm-hmm. been shot down before. Well... You need to pray and you need to do it again. And you talk about the other aspects of your marriage that might not mm-hmm. be going well. Okay, it's important to work on your marriage. There's no, I was just sharing this Sunday. I was sharing a message actually. And it's that nothing stays the same. Mm-hmm. Either your marriage is growing or it is stagnating. Stagnating. It's getting worse. Either your brain is making more neurological connections or they're actually disconnecting. You don't just keep your brain power. Okay, and it doesn't matter what age you are. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's true with all kinds of things. So your marriage is important. Is it stagnating or is it growing? And you have to be diligent about that. And when you know your spouse is going to help you, you're going to be a team, you gain energy. Mm-hmm. So marriage is so important. Wow, it's incredible. In uh, Philippians 4, 11 through 13, I love Philippians. You know, I, I think I shared this last time or something in Philippians last time. Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. Before I go on, this is Paul. He's in shackles, right? Um, I know how to be abased and I know how to be a, to abound everywhere. And in all things, I've learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Meaning, He can handle all adversity for the purpose of glorifying the Father. Mm -hmm. That's what that means. A lot of people take that out of context. But so what is the purpose of parenting? The purpose of parenting is your kids will be equipped to be confident Christian adults that launch into our world to make a difference Mm -hmm. for the glory of God to bring more people to know him through their lives and whatever they do so if that's the purpose of parenting then there's going to be some 
trials within that, but we have good perspective. And so maybe we need to get a perspective. Maybe we're guilty because we're a little behind in homeschooling. And we're and when you feel a little guilty about something, you lose endurance. Or maybe you feel like your home is a little bit disorganized and you know you need to declutter and you need to go through clothes and put stuff in storage and buy some kids some new clothes. And the whole thought of that is a bit overwhelming with what you already have on your plate, right? Well, this is another perfect example. So you guys, it's important that we also communicate in our marriage when we need help. Like Isaac talked about how we can support one another and get energy when we're supporting one another. And I, one of the verses that comes to mind is the verse that says to stir one another up to good works, mm-hmm. right? Isn't parenting, a, it should be a good work. It is a good work that God has for us to do, right? But we don't always feel like we're doing good work in our parenting sometimes. And then that can be a discouragement. But that's why you need to communicate with one another. You need to communicate when you need help. And you need to communicate when you're feeling down so that you can have support. But it all comes back to the communication and making sure that you're in alignment in those things. The other aspect is sometimes you need physical help, right? And this is just for the season that I'm in. That is definitely something that is humbling whenever Mm -hmm. I'm in late pregnancy or even early pregnancy and I'm vomiting, right? Because I have HG. I have to ask for help or things just don't get done because again, he can't read my mind and it would be selfish of me and prideful of me to expect him to just know what I normally do and do that in addition to all the things he does, right? Or to even, it would be prideful to think that he should be doing all the things I need to do. I obviously can't do them when he has his list of things that he needs to do. And it goes vice versa. It's the same way his perspective towards me. So it takes communication where you guys are gonna review, like if you're in a season where you physically can't get all the things done that you need to do in parenting, that would be one of the challenges potentially. Let's say you have kids, they're going this direction for sports. You have youth group or you have different commitments. A kid has a job and you have to drop him off to babysit. You're managing your home, you're homeschooling, you have all these things to do. Well, you have to communicate the challenge that you can't be in two places at one time and you need help. And it's humbling to ask for help, but it's what God wants us to do. And right? another thing came to my mind while you were saying that is sometimes we're just too busy. Yeah. And as you evaluate this, you might need to get better at this one word, and that is saying no. Mm-hmm. No it's a to people sentence. around you. No to your kids, mm-hmm. uh, no, no to, to the expectations of others, mm-hmm. because other people's reality might not even be healthy for them. And you're in some comparison trap uh-huh. of looking at all the good things they're doing for their kids, yes. and maybe they are good, but maybe that's not a good reality for you. And frankly, maybe it, not, it isn't really a good reality for them either, mm-hmm. being so busy. So be okay with pruning, like in the vineyard, I remember we were growing the vineyard the first year, all the beautiful fruit on the vine, and then our consultant comes over and says, okay, now you have to cut half the fruit off. Prune it and drop it. I'm like, what? That was so much money and effort and time and effort. And are you kidding me? they're all beautiful. How do they're we decide? Beautiful. What are we going to do? Which ones do we cut? Would, it was rough. Blah, 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 blah. And you're like, just cut half of it off, okay? And I'm like, okay. So we did it. And, and it, then oh. he came back again and said, now cut another half. <laughs> but the reason was you can have normal fruit but it won't be good for anything. But if you want fruit that makes incredible wine, you have to cut half of it off because you need the energy from the vine to go into a smaller batch of fruit per vine. 
So it actually makes it amazing. Mm -hmm. So are we doing too many things? You might find that as you analyze. So anyways, the next point for you is to plan to change two to three things. Mm -hmm. See, the first point was review the challenges. And that might become a big list. You don't want to have this like, sometimes people think of one negative thing and they spiral to another negative thing and then they're just a negative looker. How many negative I, things I can, can I find? Sometimes. How many can I find? Mm -hmm. Can I? And then it's just blah, 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 blah. And it's okay if you're that way. I mean, it's probably good that somebody is a little bit negative sometimes. If both married couples were always positive, it would be a problem. Okay? Because there's things that we need to work on. And sometimes thinking about the thing to work on feels negative, but it's productive. It's introspective. Sometimes. But sometimes spiraling isn't good, and that's why we help each other. But what, what we want, don't want to do is take all of them and change everything. Mm. There's actually not even a need for that because what you're going to find, this is true, I teach this in business too, is you look, you make your list and you distill down to the levers we were talking about. What are the two to three things I have influence over, point two, that I can actually make a difference on that will make the biggest difference and is the easiest to do. So why? Because when we start creating change, we have energy. And when we start having mm -hmm. more energy, we start doing even more than we committed to sometimes, which can be good. But if we set out to do more when our energy is low, we may not do anything at all. Mm -hmm. So it's really important to simplify and distill down to what are one to three things even. What are one to three things we can do right now? And we're gonna teamwork this and we're gonna make a difference. And wow, you'll see your energy go up. Mm-hmm. For sure. Now, the last point that we want to talk about is vision. And obviously, the Bible says a man without vision will perish in Proverbs. And we want to have vision. We need vision to continue to run the race as parents because it's so easy to get bogged down and to put these like covers over our eyes. I think of like horses that have the, yeah. the blinders, right? I don't right. know what they're called, but... They, it's easy to do this as a parent and to just focus in on this one thing, but really we need to have vision. We need to see the big picture as much as possible. I'm not saying that you necessarily know what life is gonna look like in 10 years, but you need to have a dream of what you want it to look like. You need to remember why you're doing what you're doing yeah. and being consistent as parents. So if you have no vision of what kind of family culture you want to have when your kids are teenagers or when they're young adults, if you have no idea what kind of family traditions or, or family, um, even just initiatives and what kind of character you want your kids to have when they're grown up, what kind of citizen you want them to be, what kind of person in the body of Christ, member of the body of Christ you, you believe God calls them to be. If you have no vision for any of these things, it is drastically going to change what your today parenting looks like. What I mean by that is if you don't have vision to, for example, equip your daughters to be a wife and a mom someday, then you're not going to teach them how to cook. You're not going to teach them how to manage a home. You're not going to teach them how to take care of kids. Then if they get married and have kids, they're going to be completely ill-prepared. Right? Yeah. And it's the same. Like you could literally use a million different examples why having vision is so important. It's crucial. You And the skill of attaching today's normal things to the future bigger things and how they're necessary for the future yeah. thing and reminding yourself of those things 
is a trait of all successful people, by it the way. It gives you purpose. In whatever they're doing. And it and gives you super, excitement. It's super important. And I just want to remind you, you do make a difference. Mm -hmm. You do have more influence than you sometimes think or feel. But repeating the same thing over and over again is insanity, they say, right? So you do have to change something. What's the tweak you need to make to to have to excitement use your influence again. better yeah. and have excitement? Maybe comparison is drowning things out, mm -hmm. drowning out your vision. Maybe your vision's so big, you, you sometimes feel like, I'm not deserving of that vision. You have these weird mind games the mm -hmm. enemy's playing with you. If you're not deserving of this, your family doing wonderful things and your kids being incredible, why? Where did that come from? Did that come from your upbringing? Limited thinking about mm -hmm. what God can do and wants to do through you and your family? Mm -hmm. Maybe you, you feel like you've messed up too much already. Maybe you have teenagers already and I've already messed up and I'm shifting gears or you already have middle schoolers and you haven't done things the courageous parenting or biblical way yeah when we were brainstorming and we were just talking about this remember at the beginning of the podcast I said I'm I'm in this season right now where I need like a, a shot in the arm to keep going and running the race you know because we just had another baby and and I'm sure that many of you guys feel that way and one of the things that automatically comes to my mind that is like a I don't know like a stumbling block is to focus too much on the things that I've done wrong right mm -hmm. and the reason why this is so important that you acknowledge that you're doing this is because the Bible commands us to take every thought captive under the obedience of Christ and the reality is is if we focus on the mistakes that we have made or if we get to the point where we're like oh man and Debbie Downer and we're just like thinking about it and we're m meditating on how we screwed up and did you say Debbie Downer yeah that's well, yeah my great what grandma if somebody's named Debbie listening <laughs> no, to us no I love Debbies they know what I mean I hope they know what you mean <laughs> okay you know what I mean <laughs> But my, my point is, is that if you are pity partying and you're thinking about and you're just down, like, okay, so it's good to be confessed. It's good to be repentant and remorseful. It's good to apologize to your kids, but you have to give yourself grace and you have to move on. You have to try to do better because the reality is, is we all mess up at times. We all do. Mm -hmm. But do we learn from it and do better? And take action with doing better and I think that sometimes if we focus so much on on the things that we've done wrong that is like sucking us dry of the energy we have to run the race of parenting with endurance and you guys I when Isaac said you make a difference I just have to say something about this there are so many memes out there that are like God chose you to be the parent of your child and yes that's true 100% we've said it a million times too but I think that this message just gets dry for people because they don't actually understand the power of it. And it is actually a huge point that we need to like write down on a post-it note and put on our mirror, you were chosen to be your child's parent. And the reason why I say this, that you, you make a difference, you were chosen to be their parent, is because guess what the number one thing the devil is, what is the number one message that he is trying to, to get out in the culture everywhere today there are many messages there are all kinds of messages about being ashamed about who you are and there's there's all kinds of indoctrination happening but one of the most common messages is that you as a parent don't know what's best for your child that you as a parent 
can't possibly educate them. That you as a parent are going to screw them up or you're by not doing what the government thinks you need to do or what the doctor thinks you need to do with regards to how to handle COVID. There's so many things going on right now where parents start going, I don't know what's best. Everybody's telling me I don't know what's best. I think we it might be helpful to do an episode about um, how to think as a parent. I was just thinking about this, like how to think freshly as a parent, how to think biblically as right. a parent in a world that doesn't think biblically. Anyways, uh, our first two episodes, by the way, if you haven't listened to them already, episode number one and episode number two will help you with things Andrew's mm-hmm. talking about, which is vision for the year and creating the right culture in your family. We oh, kicked yeah. it off the very first two episodes. In the first people season. People rave about, and if you've been listening for a short time or even a long time, but never listened to the first two, go back and listen to those first two. And we were so good at being short in the beginning too. So they're like 30 minutes. You should listen to those two. Yeah. But I just want you guys to realize if it wasn't an important message that brought energy to parents to do the right thing, then the devil wouldn't be trying to attack it. Amen. In Galatians 6, 9, and let us not grow weary while doing good for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. If. If is the key if. word. If we do not lose heart, because what happens if you lose heart, you quit doing what you're supposed to do, and then you reap something that's not as good if you don't do the work. Okay, the next seven days, let's stir things up Mm -hmm. and develop some new endurance to do this well for the glory of God. See you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. For more resources, go to Courageous Parenting and CourageousMom.com for free online workshops, blog posts, and best-selling courses. Also, we wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, we release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. This is an incredible self-paced program where we cover everything from obedience training to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's a supportive community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentor program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.